0: Holy and gracious God, as your word has been read and as it is proclaimed, we ask that you would open our hearts and minds to receive your word for us this day. Use my words or speak in spite of my words, but God, we need a word from you today. And may the words of my mouth and may the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, okay. So what a week we have had. Just last week in worship, we were sort of having fun with the idea of not shaking hands and doing elbow bumps, and some people put in some little foot bumps. We were having kind of a good time with this whole thought of of being a little bit apart from each other. Holy cow. (laughs) This past week, we've seen Lines to get into HEB that circle almost around the building, Uh, bare shelves when you go to the grocery store, toilet paper. Nobody has figured out yet why we have toilet paper shortages, but toilet paper shortages. And we have learned a new phrase, social distancing. (laughs) I can say before this week, I've never used those words together. We've seen schools that have been canceled um, and, and work that has been, you've been told to work remotely. What has changed in this past week? It's been pretty crazy. And the thing is, it's still sort of evolving. We really don't know what these next few weeks are going to hold. Will they be worse? Will more people get sick? The experts all say Yes. Will we need to continue to isolate some for a while? The experts say yes, time will only tell. But you know what, here's what I do know in the midst of this uncertainty. We will take care of each other. We will reach out to the community. We will look for ways to serve. And we will find ways to have community with each other, even if it's remotely. And how do I know that? Friends, I have been through Harvey with you. (laughs) I have seen in that time of great suffering how this church raised up and was the church Greater than the suffering of that That time was our time of love and of service, I know who you are. And so it's fitting that our scripture this morning is about suffering and hope. And this scripture wasn't just chosen this week. I chose it a while back, but wow, is it fitting. And it's about how suffering and hope are actually related Paul starts off in chapter 5 by reminding us, first of all, that we are justified by faith, that we have peace with God through Jesus, and that we're covered by God's grace, and that we never lose God's presence with us. You see, what Jesus accomplished on the cross on our behalf, it fixed our destiny. We read that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We have been justified by his blood and will be saved by faith through him. You know, we can't boast in our own works. Paul has already said that. We can never do enough to earn God's love but Paul does say we can boast in God's amazing grace poured out in Jesus. And Paul says we can even boast in our sufferings. Now, Not because of anything that we can do because of that, not, nothing about our own power. The reason we can boast is because we have trust in God and that we can boast in God's power to work on our behalf Through our suffering. And, And these words, they're not just rhetorical with Paul. Whether he's addressing suffering as a result of just how life works, or suffering that comes as a result of walking as a disciple of Jesus, Paul clearly speaks from experience. Paul knows about suffering, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 to 28, Paul, we have this list of ways of, of his personal suffering. It reads, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was pelted with stones, three times I was shipwrecked, I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from the rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Clearly, Paul was a person who knew what it was to suffer. And so with confidence then, we go back to our Romans passage, we see Paul's progression from suffering to hope. Suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. As a pastor, I have seen that progression I have seen those who have been in great suffering move through that suffering and hold on to their sense of hope in God and in Jesus Christ. But I've also seen suffering take a different route. Instead of producing endurance and character and hope, I have seen suffering producing anger and abandonment of faith. Like like somehow God didn't hold up God's part of the bargain in our life. You see, there's a temptation and, and actually it's fairly popular right now to, to hold this kind of a faith that says, I'll be good, I will pray, I will go to church, I will give money to the church, I will do good things. That's my part of the bargain, and God's part of the bargain is to take care of me and those that I love. And when it doesn't work out that way, when suffering comes, we can be tempted to walk away. It didn't work out that way, being taken care of in that way for Paul or for the early disciples. Life was harder for them for the very fact that they did follow Jesus. Here's the thing, though. The witness of Scripture, this intimate, idyllic life with God that we find in the opening chapters of Genesis in the beautiful Garden of Eden at creation, It only took a couple of chapters for the brokenness of creation and the brokenness of relationship to occur. And we have been living in those broken times almost since the very beginning. But the witness of Scripture is that we see God over and again never giving up on God's creation, never stopping the pursuing and the loving and the choosing to be present with God's people enough even that God put on skin in Jesus to walk with his people, to suffer and to die on behalf of an ungrateful humanity, and to restore us to relationship through the gift of grace activated by faith in Jesus. Friends, as we've already seen this week, life happens, suffering happens, but we know that it cannot overcome the good and the love of God. I've seen it myself. I've experienced it myself. I've been here almost six years ago and in that year that I moved here six years ago, I had a loved one who came and admitted to me that they were deep into serious addiction. It rocked my world. There was such pain and fear and loss of not being able to trust this person, of of not being sure of what was going to happen, the feelings of helplessness, of doing anything about it. There were times when I did not know where this loved one was um, when they were active in their addiction. And I can remember sobbing multiple times, but praying to God, God, how will you possibly redeem even this? What if my loved one lives? What if my loved one dies? I have no control. All of this was going on at the moment that I moved here to this church and was going around from home to home having family meetings and getting to know my congregation. And you were getting to know me. During that time, I was dealing with personal pain that I have never known before or since. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope doesn't disappoint. Back to my story here. Because of the suffering that I was through, I I feel like that God put in my life at that very moment, some of the very first people that I met in this church were people that were dealing with addiction in their own family. They came to me and they ministered to me. They just, pop, appeared out of nowhere. It's like there was a magnet. Maybe there was. It's like God just brought them to me. There were people in this church who loved me, who helped me. And what I can say is that God continues to bring People that are dealing with addiction in their own life or in their family's life to me. And I have a story of hope. You see, my loved one now has almost five and a half years of living clean and sober. Praise be to God. This person is alive and they are doing well. And I am grateful. Now, I recognize that not all stories end this way. And I have a heart for those who are struggling and a word of hope for their families. And I wouldn't have that had I not also gone through suffering. My family member is also able to help others through their own struggle. I mean, that's really what the whole 12-step community is about. People who have walked a road, who are now able to help others walking that road. Since I've been here, I've also gone through an unwanted divorce. And as you know, this past year, this past few months, my mom died. I've been through suffering and know the hope that can be found because I rely on God. And some of you, I know, because I've heard them have great stories of great suffering. Some of you can, can see how God did not abandon you even at the point of your deepest suffering. Some of you, I know because you've told me, saw God, were drawn to God because of the very people in this church We have those who lost everything in Harvey. Those who have suffered miscarriages or the death of a loved one. And it's been this community of faith that has reached out and nurtured and reminded them that there is hope because it isn't found in ourselves. It's found in Jesus Christ. Suffering indeed can produce endurance, which produces character, which produces a hope that doesn't disappoint us, because God is the source of that hope. We don't seek suffering, of course not, but it does happen. And it is currently happening right now for some, and will happen for others with this coronavirus, through illness, through loss of wages, through separation and isolation. But I want you to hear me. Suffering doesn't have to have the final say. God is with you. We are with you. We will be with those who suffer in our own community. Through your hands and feet and voice and love and cards and phone call, there will be people who will have their faith renewed in a God who does not leave them alone in their suffering, which will result in hope. Paul feels this so strongly that I want to read you in closing some of his verses from Romans chapter 8. And as a matter of fact, I want that to be your homework. uh, Since you're at home, that's easy to give you homework. Read Romans chapter 8 where Paul sort of brings this whole argument that he's been building to a head. But I want to share some of those scriptures with you. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is about to be revealed to us. Later, he says, for in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. One that many of us cling to. We know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, God can redeem any circumstance. He is always about working for the good for his children. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then one of my very favorite scriptures in the Bible is found in verses 38 and 39. I am convinced... That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I believe it. I encourage you to believe it. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks that no matter what our circumstances, there is always reason to hope because our hope is not found within ourselves, but it is found in you. Help us to believe that, O oh God. And help us to share that message with those who are at risk of losing hope and suffering. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.